It's time to adjust those shoulder pads, back comb what's left of your hair, and jump into the DeLorean for a look back at what's possibly the best decade anyone could ever have grown up in. Shall we play a game? This is Bring Back the 80s with your hosts, James Alderson and me, Andy Jackson. Welcome <laughs> to edition three of the Bring Back the 80s podcast. It is. Edition three, count them. I believe it. Episode three, we're here and ready to party. And they said it would never last. No, they asked us not to make it last. <laughs> Can we just say a big thank you to everybody who's taken part in it last week, all the people we've had on. Facebook, yeah. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, TikTok, yeah. YouTube, you name it, we're on there as well. <laughs> Give you all the contact details a little bit. Back in the 80s, of course, none of that technology to worry. No. But a whole different swathe of stuff. Yeah, it's like a it's this is like a car boot sale behind the scenes. Surprisingly enough, that's where a lot of it's come, isn't it? Your poor wife, James. I've cleared it all out. <laughs> Your poor wife. Yeah. I can yeah. imagine what you see. I can imagine the look of delight on her face when you come back. I, I used to be married before this uh, podcast started. <laughs> Now I'm free and single, ladies. Absolutely. Get in there. Uh, so here we are at the uh, Spring Arts in Haven. Thank you very much again, as always, to the guys for letting us uh, use their wonderful space here. So in this week's episode, we're talking 80s tech and uh, also one or two predictions from the 80s about how we would be living yeah. in sort of like 30, 40 years' time. Yeah, yeah. 40 years, just let me tell you, from the 80s would be two years ends. Really? In the mid-80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Ridiculous. It is crazy times and we're living... In the future, Andy. We are in the future. This is the bizarre thing, <laughs> is that this is the actual future. Uh, so one of the things that we like to do is uh, give you a little mystery sound okay. every week. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who's uh, managed to take the time and the trouble and the effort. We never thought anybody would would make the effort. Or listen. Or even listen. <laughs> Turns out that you are. Maybe it's the thought of winning the tickets or the t-shirts, oh, James. Mate, I t- I'm hoping I'm going to win. <laughs> so the prize on offer is uh, tickets to uh, the Bring Back the 80s tour yeah. that uh, James is going to be doing later this year and or, or a Bring Back the 80s yeah. t-shirt. Which we now have. Look, <laughs> I feel like I'm playing cards right or one of those Dolly Birds, as Bruce used to call them, not me, um, back in the day. Dolly Birds, show us your t-shirt. That's not a slogan. Anyway, um, so we're <laughs> we've got some now. And they come in your size, my size, and normal people's size. So if you if you're interested in wint- wanting that instead of tickets to see this, congratulations! Somebody <laughs> is going to win one of those in just a second. Last Whether you want to or not, <laughs> sound went like this. Can I just say? Yeah. Bad luck to Greg, who mm. said it was a money order machine. Wow. What is a money order machine? Well, I don't know, but Greg's got one. He's definitely got one of those. <laughs> now, Ikim says, was it a broken fax machine? No. Kind of see where you're coming yeah. from with that. But we did have correct answers from Clarabelle JP, from Lizzie Sutherland, from Tony R, from Are You the Draglin, from Christine Rodriguez, from Dr. Mimi, and Naomi Jones, who, by the way, says, I would love a T-shirt to wear oh. to the show in oh. October. Well, that sounds great. So that is great. Brilliant. And uh, who else have we got here? Let's go to uh, somebody who's actually sent us a voice note. Oh, OK. Oh, a voice note. This is our very first voice note. Thank you for taking a guess. Liz Roebuck here. It's a dot matrix printer. Oh. And I remember my friend's dad works in an office and he used to bring us back reams and reams of the dot matrix printer paper, which was all... <laughs> kind of concertina and we used to use it for drawing and things 
didn't you used to have to rip off the perforations down the side oh. if you could be asked? Yeah, and sometimes the teachers would allow the pupils to bring in these big, thick reams of paper, and it was like the it was like their dad was sort of Jesus or something. They brought in infinite paper. I mean, amazing in the eighties to just have unlimited paper. Is it a funny thing that something as simple as having a lot of paper would have kept us? completely delighted for hours so happy so happy with crayons and coloring in and felt tips on these pages and pages and pages of paper just what a brilliant dad who worked in ibm or someone i mean i'm sure there were some mums working there as well but it always seemed to be the dads that just dumped a load of paper. probably because just getting rid of it cheaper than to cheaper than to take it to the dump <laughs> such thing as recycling back then shall send we, it to the school shall we pick a winner yeah out of one of these envelopes yeah one of those great, 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 great. okay i'll pick that one reveal yeah, is what I will. This I will. Pride. The winner is Ryu the Draglin. I'm guessing that's his username, <laughs> unless it's a triple-barreled surname. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what your parents? If that's what your parents said, we're going to name you. I mean, if it is, that's fine. Obviously, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, well done, Ryu the Draglin. Um, I mean, I've, I think I know. I, I know someone who's related to him. Um, I don't, but um, yes, congratulations. Not otherwise, that sounds like I fixed this quiz uh, competition. But yes, congratulations. You get either a t-shirt yep. or tickets, um, or you can buy the t-shirt. Yeah, fifty quid. No, they're not available in the shops. Soz. So they are proper collectors' items. Then. Oh, mate, proper I mean, collectors' you know, items. Yeah, why not? I'm like any of this, Brad. <laughs> None of this is collectors' items. But the t-shirt we've just had printed is. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful as well that if you're listening to this, and we thank you for listening or and or watching. I know a lot of people watch the entire thing yeah. on YouTube, yeah. one binge watch. Thank you if you're one of those people. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, that back in the 80s, the internet was just at its, like, tiny birth? Yeah. And there was, you know, the internet was going to be a wonderful, magical thing. And they used to have to do little TV programs that would explain to you, like explainers yeah. of what the internet is going to be like yeah and we never understood it never seemed to make sense i mean it still doesn't to me quite frankly but i remember first people getting the internet in the 90s and i don't think i properly got internet connection until probably the 2000s to be honest but yeah 80s was all tomorrow's world stuff wasn't it this yeah. is what's going to happen this is going to be the future and we were like what is what does that do how does it work why are we going to use it and it's the, even after the two episodes it still didn't make sense the interesting thing as well is that they thought the, they thought the internet was going to be used for educational purposes. Yeah. They didn't think people were just going to have a well-known adult website. Infinite porn. <laughs> Infinite porn. Poor old Maggie Philbin when she oh, started explaining the internet. Let me take you to an American TV show. This was when they were, this was the very late 80s, just when home internet was becoming a thing. And they were so impressed by the internet that not only did they do an explainer program about it, they wrote a little song as well. Here we go. On the mark, get set. We're riding on the internet, cyberspace, set free, hello virtual reality, interactive appetite, searching for a website, a window to the world that to get online. Take a spin, now you're in with techno set, you're going surfing on the internet. They didn't even mention Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Did she sing sex free then? I'm not entirely sure. You might, have, you might have had to make that up. I mean, that's probably why I don't remember that. If that came out when I was a teenager, because the minute she said that phrase, I was out. It switched off. <laughs> yeah, no switched off. But it was such a big thing. Yeah. Because you're trying to explain, it's like when somebody tries to explain artificial intelligence to me now. I guess yeah. the internet, 
was the artificial intelligence of then, and you just could not get it in your head yeah. what it was going to be yeah. and how it was going to affect you. Yet here we are, just using it every day Did without it. even thinking about it. Yeah, always on it. I mean, I remember the first mobile phones in a similar sense, and I had a f- first mobile phone, and I remember it had the, the button on it with SMS on it, and I asked my cousin what that meant, and he said that's because you can type a message to each other um, and send it. And I said, why the well, we're going to want to do that. Just phone somebody. Well, you remember as well when you typed it as well. I can remember these on the first phones. You couldn't just type A, B, C. If you wanted to make a letter, you had to press the same key yeah. like four times. Well, some people listening, though, with the old school phones will still be doing that. My yeah. dad still does that. Really? Type back to me, which is why it's utter garbage when it comes through. <laughs> <laughs> What's he typing? He's been taken over by aliens. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's I remember as well when predictive text first became a thing so you would be starting to type a letter and it would guess the word that you wanted it to be and at the time I hated it (laughs) but now it's the only way that I can spell properly that in fact that's the only way when I'm talking to the wife I can complete a sentence is when she fills in the words that I can't remember and she's like yeah when we went to uh, Newcastle yeah Newcastle Uh, (laughs) we went with uh, Barbara Barbara that's it yeah so she is my predictive tech you will be able to do a thing one day where you don't have to do you don't have to like she could do both sides of the conversation well she does anyway Uh, well we got to my wife again Um, Best, best avoid it. Best avoid it. Yeah. Tell me when you think the first mobile phone call was made. Oh, my goodness. Uh, like commercially, the first in this country, when you could get... Motorola or someone, uh, yeah. someone who made that call. Uh, 84. It closed. 83. Ooh. One year out. Do you want to... <laughs> good wrong show. You're 80s, aren't you? Good job, really. Yeah. Is the uh, Vodafone advert. It's weird to think of Vodafone like being the market leader at the time and still going strong. This is what the uh, TV advert sounded like uh, for one of these newfangled mobile phones. Now the telephone has evolved into the Vodafone. There's nothing unusual about seeing phones on the road. On lakes and rivers, they're an everyday occurrence. And in the middle of nowhere, a Vodafone hardly rates a second glance. Mind you, they're not above talking to old-fashioned phones. Can you come out tonight, then? I'm sorry, I'm all tied up. As more Vodafones appear, we can only wonder whether the telephone is an endangered species. If you'd like to be in when you're out, ring Rakel Vodafone. Seal the heft of that. It's a hefty mobile phone. Hefty Motorola, and you. I mean, this is this is one of the smaller ones at the time. I think this is mid eighties, and that is a hefty bit of kit. The funny thing that makes me laugh is uh, late eighties. I think my cousin got a landline with a screen, so you could see people. Late eighties, early nineties, with a video screen on it, like like FaceTime. Yes, but the problem being that you couldn't actually see anybody unless they were also minted and happened to be able to afford the same device now these back like when the iPhones were like 10 years ago or whatever there's no point in you facetiming because they couldn't receive it but back then it was like oh look at this i've got an amstrad <laughs> video phone like oh who'd you speak to on that nobody no one's got one it's like what's the point in 199 quid but there we go he felt- vaguely remember those as well mm-hmm. and they obviously they were black and white yeah and it was like um i because i remember seeing them demoed probably on tomorrow's world 
world. Yeah. And it was like a line drawing yes. of a person <laughs> moving <laughs> like a stick figure. And you could only buy them from the BT shops in the high streets. <laughs> this is back when BT and energy companies and gas companies had shops in the high street, which were um, when they didn't mind facing up to their customers. <laughs> so we didn't have to barge in and say, why well, have I got a 600 quid bill this month? And they go, you shouldn't have had a gas-powered telly. Um, but yeah, they, every high street had a... It's, an it was going to pay your bill as well. You would actually go in yeah. and give, you could give them a cheek, you could write them a check, yeah. go in with actual money to do that as well. But I remember at the time as well, I think we were just probably when the, I think it was the post office were turned into BT, they still had the monopoly yeah. on your home. And if like you wanted a second home phone... Yeah. You would have to like have an engineer come round oh, to run the wires for you. Couldn't you. do it. So expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Channeling it all through, running the cables, testing the line. You'd have to go up the end of the road and make sure it's all well. I don't know where he went. Probably was for a cupper. But um, <laughs> just, yeah, I just think, what, like, why can't we just do that? And now everyone wants the, the phone in every. Been, they wouldn't well, let you have a phone in a bathroom as well because it was too electrically dangerous. <laughs> in case you were electrocuted, why can't you run the phone? And now, and now we don't go okay. in the bath without our phone. <laughs> None. <laughs> just the, just the, the weird thing is that as people are listening to this podcast right yeah. now, or even worse, watching this podcast, yeah. chances are somebody is sitting on the toilet yeah. doing exactly that. Yeah, disgraceful. Stop it. <laughs> so if you have uh, if this is the first episode that uh, you've uh, started listening to so and there are another two we yep. started two episodes ago yep. this is episode three where we're talking about all the uh, sort of 80s tech and uh, some of the predictions of the future uh, that were going on um, also we're going to be having a new mystery sound for this week yes which we're going to be doing very shortly great shortly indeed so obviously we showed off the uh all marvelous mobile phone that yeah. you in the motorola yeah yeah yep. what else have you brought in to uh to show off this week James? i think the ultimate technology really for the 80s is where they were combining things so you'd get like a torch and a extendable fork or um I, you'd get a wrench and a a, a, a clock or something that could buy and this Right, I'll show you this because this is what you have is the ultimate is an ultimate demonstration of the eighties. Just okay. describe it's what a pe- it's a Parker pen with a digital clock in the end. Because we all know when we were writing at school, we were thinking, when the fuck is this lesson finishing? <laughs> and um, you, if you were caught, I don't know about you, but if you were caught looking at your watch, the teacher would had spotted you. They go, "Oh, you'd be delaying you from getting anywhere, all yeah. of a sudden, or whatever." Or detention ones for yawning in biology. Um, the teacher said to me, oh, I keep me awake? And I said, yes, which I thought was the right answer. But apparently that's rude. I should have said no and fallen asleep. Anyway, I'm digressing. I always remember having great comebacks to the teacher. Yeah. In my head, I'd say, you'd ask me that. <laughs> and I've got such a good comeback. And then when it comes to that, you know, when they ask you that question, you say, don't know, sir. Don't know. <laughs> Just chickened out at the last minute. But these were epic. Um, they were around the time that digit- uh, calculator watches came out. Um, do you remember they, were, they had the full di- yeah. account? And obviously, these these things, the calculator themselves, the scientific calculator, all of this technology. Uh, I've got one here with the instructions in it, with obviously all the scientific sin, cause, tan. Do you remember? Well, what did, what did sin, cause, and tan mean? Well, be honest with you. I, 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 maybe it meant that the maths was cinch and um, that you, you finished your maths so early and go out and have a tan. I don't know what it meant, but. I never pressed any of the buttons. Nobody needed to know. No. But did you remember they always used to say if you would like uh, if you used your calculator in class, yeah. they would always say to you, You can use your calculator now, but remember you won't 
always, always have a calculator <laughs> with you. <laughs> always, you can you know you can use it now if you want to, but you won't have a calculator with you. No, at all times. No life. No, no. So bear that in mind and make sure you're good at math. Oh, the, all my mates squinted on me in an exam because it was the start of GCSEs, and because um, I'm young, and um, we uh, we were. In the lesson, uh, in the exam, where you weren't allowed to use a calculator, but I had my calculator watch on, my Catholic, and all the kids were like, Sir, Alderson's got a calculator watch. And it's a bit like saying to the teachers in the 30s, Alderson's got a phone or something. They were just, the minds were not believed. So they were like, You what? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't press it anyway, then, with my fat fingers and the little buttons, I couldn't have done anything. But um, it was, it just, you could tell my, kid, my mates were so frustrated because I was going to cheat, but I couldn't cheat. I got an A, obviously. Oh, but so uh, nothing to do with the Casio calculator watch, if only. And I'm going to show you this. Okay, this is sort of what, what one of the one of the fascinating things of the 80s. Tell us and what it is, James. It's what I said. Well, I'm going to take out the box in a minute. In a minute, any time now. Now this is brand new. Well, it's not brand new, obviously, but it's um, what everybody had, and that I consider to be the gadget that you lived by in the 80s, and that is one of the little phone. If I do this next to the thing, where you slide your slide it along next to the phone to get to the right letter, and then you would reject it, and it would have it revealed in front of you all the different <laughs> names and numbers of your friends and family. So it's like an it's like an overcomplicated phone and address book. Yeah. In a little plastic pop up holder. Yes. About the size of your hand. Yes. Everybody had one next to the phone. Oh, and telephone table in the yeah, hall. Yeah, because it had its own seat. Because yeah. you had to go for a walk to make a phone oh, call. Yeah. I mean, these days, everyone picks up the phone and goes for a walk anyway. Um, but back then, you went to a walk at the end of the hall, sat down, slid that down to D for Dave, pressed eject, popped open, and everybody's name beginning with L uh, was revealed in front of you because they were a bit rubbish. But they were the ultimate. I mean, to be honest, we didn't really need them because we all remembered our numbers, didn't we? Do you still remember some I can numbers? remember my first home phone number. I can remember my dad, my dad's shop's phone. Home, home phone. Have we tried ringing it? It wouldn't have enough numbers now. Oh, really? Remember, because they used to add numbers every, mm. every about 10 years or so. Yeah. They'd say, oh, we've run out of numbers. <laughs> so, like, I remember London used to be 01. Yeah. And then it became 010 something. Yeah. And they just added numbers in because they'd run out of numbers there they go 101 we need more numbers and then they would have to reprint all the phone books yes this is all the numbers Cha-ching. yep yes exactly so that is a fascinating i mean it wasn't technology obviously but we thought it was magic what we? they've done is they've taken a very simple concept of a book yeah but they've made it look technological yeah by putting buttons on it that you can press amazing no point whatsoever Magical. no point on that uh we were talking about the internet as well yeah and uh, obviously, the Americans explained to us in song what you could do it. Right. Do you want to know, in the very early days of the internet, and this was demoed on uh, Tomorrow's World, uh, they did a... Or, uh, no, it might have been another, another program similar to Tomorrow's World. Yeah. But they showed somebody the simple process of making, sending somebody an email. <laughs> I remember this is something that nobody had ever done before. I might listen to this. And I love, <laughs> I absolutely love the uh, way they, you know, describe how the process went at the end of this clip. It's about a minute long. Okay. Here we go. Pat Green and Julian, welcome to Database. Hello, Jane. Hello, Jane. Uh, Julian, I see you have your computer linked to the telephone line. Can you tell us how you did that? Yes, well, it's very simple, really. Um, the telephone is connected to the telephone network with a British Telecom plug, and I simply remove the telephone jack from the telecom socket and plug it into this box here, the modem. I then take another wire from the modem and plug it in where the telephone was. I can then switch on the modem and we're ready to go. Not yet. 
um, the computer is asking me if I want to log on. Oh. And it's now telling me to phone up the main Pressel computer. Oh, Jesus Which I'll now do. Here you goes. Um, oh. So it's a very simple connection to make. Oh, it's extremely simple. <laughs> 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 I'm not too sure. The, he knows what he's doing. The rest of the clip goes on for 10 minutes before he actually ma manages to send a little message. Let's hope he's not sending an emergency call. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> an emergency email. Help me. No, I mean, it, that's back in the day before we had computers in our homes. I mean, a lot of the things that we've got here, like the ZX81, the ZX Spectrum, um, Commodore 64, they're all like the first, Atari even, the first computers we all had entered our homes. And uh, it was just magical. But that was back when, back, back just before that, there was one computer in school. One in a computer. It was a BBC Micro. My, yeah, BBC yeah. Micro. Yeah, like, and, it, and it printed the dot matrix printer. That yeah. Was doing this app. And we'd go in there and you have to ask permission and they'd unlock the room and you'd go and sit in there and we'd all wait and look over it and then we'd get our computers in our homes and then we'd all get, you know, paper boy and they get handheld and it's all crazy. I, I remember um, going into the uh, school with my first Walkman and just feeling like... Um, magic just walking there with a tiny little portable cassette player and then in the 80s it just changed so quickly and then by the end of the 80s we all had portable i got put up there i got portable cd player which was the most bollocks bit of kit you've ever had in your life again this is like is the sony discman yes is the follow-on to the sony walkman yeah cassette one. yeah yeah this weighs i'm it's it's I'm, in, I'm holding it in my yeah. hand first of all this would never go in your pocket no it's no the size of two i was gonna say it's the size of two fag packets yeah well, well, yeah and it yeah. used to come with a, a handbag strap but it was utterly pointless because a cassette has two spools it holds it in it's a ribbon it's tight that one to hold on yeah, and yeah. spins yeah. so you start walking with that bad boy you're not getting a tune not getting a sensible tune out of it. Um, I remember walking just to go meet the dad once, and all it did was just gyrate and just make random noises. I, I, you could put it, you could put it in the car, but only a dashboard. Bloody useless. I remember actually they used to make special mounts for them. Yeah, they were called anti-skip mounts, so you could have like a like a flexible springy arm. Yeah. to mount your CD player. Yeah, on, so you could hear a CD through yeah. your car stereo, which at the time, yeah, was just groundbreaking I, I think though this is technology through and through for that I think I had an adapter to play my CD player through my cassette in my car it was a plug into the CD cassette. player and a cassette that slotted into the cassette player it's like you're not really getting the CD quality no. James <laughs> I do yeah. remember those. Yeah. I do remember. And now, of course... You, you would always have that little bit of wire coming yeah. out of the pretend CD. Yeah, you, yeah. How the hell is this actually yeah. going to work? But it, it work, it did. And now, of course, we have one computer in our classroom at school, but now every kid has got an iPad at school. They've all got their own computers. So walking around school, schools are giving the kids an iPad. It's disgraceful. Good times. Shouldn't Good be allowed. Times. <laughs> so what else have you brought in this week, James? Well, I, what else can I show you, really? This is the first This is the first mobile pocket TV. That's so it's a Casio LCD pocket colour TV. TV 400. Who, who are just, the TV 400, <laughs> for people who are, who, are just, who are just listening to this rather than watching it, yeah. it's about, it's, it fits in your hand, yeah. doesn't it? But how big is the screen, James? 
I mean, in man inches or normal inches? Um, no, that's, uh, I'd say it's about two inches from corner to corner. I think that's a man inch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got, the, it's got the UHF frequency. This is the thing, right? I've got this telly next to me, this bright orange 80s telly with a flat screen. It's only flat screen because it's had a bit of glass butt over the bulbous screen. Um, but you have to tune in your telly. I mean, you're trying to explain to a kid now you've got to tune in a telly. I mean, they'd, Unthinkable. they'd, they'd unravel. If they had to spend time actually trying to find a channel, boom. Oh, uh, <laughs> and you'd have to have your dad up in the attic or on the roof turning the TV there all around <laughs> because there was a bit of ghosting going on. Go, you don't get ghosting. Do you remember ghosting? Yeah, I, and I also remember my mum sending me over to the TV to adjust the internal aerial and then it was perfect and then I'd come back to the sofa and it wasn't perfect. I was earthing. You got it. <laughs> I had to hold it. It was always the case, was it? You'd, if you were holding it, it was perfect. As soon as you let go and sit down, yeah. something magically changed. See, that's why we were so fit, Andy, in the 80s. Yeah. We made to stand up for 30 minutes of Emmerdale Farm. We had to stand there 30 minutes, eat your dinner. You could, back then, put your dinner plate on top of the mm. telly. Go, yeah. A big wooden telly on wheels with three buttons and you put your, your dinner plate on the telly and eat your dinner whilst you're holding the aerial so your mum could watch a perfect screen. <laughs> That's basically fitness in the 80s. And the other thing as well, when the TV, let's say you through some somehow you did manage to magically sit down <coughs> and the you know the TV programme stayed the same, when you would have changed the channel, mm. you actually had to stand up, walk over to the TV yeah. and press an actual button I know. on the TV. Although mid to late 80s, they did bring out the first remote control tellies, but they were on a wire. <laughs> I, mean, I was talking to the wife the other day and I realised that the first remote control car I had was on a wire and it was about three feet of wire as well not even 20 foot of wire so you just had to just chase the car yeah. and like those first yappy dogs do you remember the dogs that would jump and then spin over and over, backflips the backflip. they yeah, were yeah. with them in a yeah. wire I mean I got that poor dog it was just who I mean, it was great at, back in the day. You didn't have to push the car along. You'd just use a remote control. But that three foot of wire, when you get backache, just run across, trip over Great big batteries in it as well. Yeah. And when to get no such thing as rechargeable batteries, no. obviously you get the, you know, you get the whatever batteries they were from Boots. Double D. They'd last yeah. no, five minutes and yeah. that would be it again. Yeah, yeah. Or you get those huge ones with go into massive torches that your dad would have. Remember the torches? Your dad would throw you a torch that was a bit like a fire extinguisher. A weapon. Yeah, yeah. just like change the, especially when you had a power cut, which was every other day um, in the eighties. And you three get so get you get this battery in that torch, and you um, you'd open the top of the torch as if you were trying to I don't know put some fuel in something. Well, you were, and then he'd give you the battery that would barely fit in your hand. You'd drop it in, and the spring at the bottom was so strong it almost bounced back out. You're like. Oh, the torch is as big as me, Dad. Get the torch on. I can't see you. Mum's going to light another candle. There's a gas leak somewhere. Yeah. Do you remember the ways, if you had one of those little 9-volt batteries that you still get them, if you weren't sure it was, whether it was a good one or not, do you remember, did you, or was it just me that used to test it? Do you know what I'm going to I say? wonder what was wrong with you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to do that just without boredom. Just put it on your tongue. So you just put the two terminals on your tongue. Yeah. If it gave you shock, yeah. that means it was just ready to go. Yeah, you could certainly power the telly. Yeah, I know. Don't try this at home. No, don't do that and don't pick wood chip off your wallpaper. <laughs> I like those things that you used to do when you were bored. Now, can I give you James's special lunchbox it's a surprise? James's special lunchbox is flying. Well, this has nothing to do with technology. So I'm just in the Transformers just, lunchbox. Yeah, it's just very hot in here. And I thought, let's give you an 80s classic. You won't find this anymore. And I've got it just for you. I've tracked it down because um, you can't get it anymore. 
um, because it's now called Fanta Pineapple. It's an original Lilt. It's got it's, it's in date a Lilt can. All right, did you ever like Lilt? Yeah, I used to love yeah. it. Totally um, tropical taste. Lilt, Lilt. Um, yes. So um, I've got one myself because it's very hot in here, and they, they renamed it. I'm livid. They've renamed it Fanta Pineapple and Grape. I mean, why? I've got no idea. But Lilt was just the go-to yeah, summer drink we can because it is in date. I think it's in date. Have a sip of it. Let me know it's in date. No, it's, it is in date. It's in date. Okay. When is it in date? It's in date. Here we go. Yeah. It is in date. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Lovely jubbly. Cheers. Happy summertime. Cheers. It's so, I think, you know what? I think that we are so good for the climate at the minute because every time we're in this frigging place, which is like a conservatory, <laughs> it is steaming hot. So every two weeks, time your suntans. Just watch this outside. We are sweating like pigs here. Oh. That is a totally tropical taste. It is. Okay, it's taking me right back there. It's lovely. Right back there. Why did they change the name? It's got all the sugars, all the salts, all the everything in it. It's got everything in there. The no beer, no fruit acid. It's good stuff. I don't know, it might have fruit acid. Anyway, um, have you spotted what was the technological, the pivotal moment in technology on telly? I've got a, a cordless Casio digital guitar here. And the, if you were... Love Top of the Pops in the 80s. Everything was wireless. Oh, my God, this is so heavy. <laughs> Everything was so heavy. <laughs> Everything was so heavy. Everything. And it's, that's, this still works. And it's, I don't know if they were, when they were running out of calculator sales. Do you, by the way, do you remember going in and buying a calculator for W.H. Smith? Yeah. You couldn't just pick one up off the shelf. No, you had to, you had to come from behind the glass. The, the glass the, cabinet. And you got the, the glass cabinet. Where the Parker pens were. And there was a woman stood there full time just selling calculators and pens. Because a calculator was like 20 quid and a pen was a tenner, which is a like 100 quid for a calculator. But you couldn't actually just go and help yourself. Anyway, I'm digressing. Yeah, on top of the pops, if you didn't have wireless stuff, well, you were a rubbish band. Wireless, you had a wireless microphone with a little wire sticking out oh, the yeah. bottom. Wireless keyboard, walking around with it like a handbag. Wireless digital guitar. So this is, this, I just want to describe this. This is a full-size guitar. Yeah. That weighs a hundred tons. <laughs> but it's like, but it's got, um, it's got buttons for rhythm. You can have rock, yeah, pops, country yeah. swing, bossa nova. Of <laughs> course, the world known eighties, the world known eighties uh, genre, the waltz, the waltz. Yeah, classic. That was probably used by Boy George. That very guitar. But do the bossa nova. Bossa nova was the standard rhythm yeah. of any Casio. Yeah. <laughs> This is a very That's cool a device, device. Very clear device. It is. And it's, so this is um, this week's prize, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's my son. He loves that. Um, but yes. So yeah, the, the irony of, of it, of course, is that everything was wireless on top of the pops, but none of those bastards were actually singing. Were they in their teeth? That's what they started miming. But the thing is, it was a, because of the musicians' union, right? It was a very weird thing that um, the every time you went on top of the pops, then you actually were supposed to technically re-record the tune that you'd spent weeks, months, years right. recording, but using members of the BBC musicians to recreate that song. Right. This was a union thing, and I swear to you this is true. So what would happen would be that the bands would go in, they would do the song with the BBC musicians, so the BBC musicians would be doing it, yeah. then they would take the master tape away, then the band would then do their own, bring their own tape in, so they were pretending to use the BBC musicians. So the BBC musicians mm. union, they all got paid. Yeah. So they effectively went into work for no reason at all, <laughs> but they all got paid. And then, uh, you know, as you heard, the proper version of the song would be the one 
that would go out and the tech people behind the scenes would would swap the tapes over at the last minute. But yeah, it, back in the days of unions being king, yeah, yeah, that is what happened. That's the 80s for you. Yeah. If only it were like that now. Thank only God that's gone. Like hey, no. Well, we don't even have Top of the Pops, Andy. Very, very depressing. Um, but yeah, we should bring that back. Definitely. Definitely. This is an epitome of 80s. Because the 80s, in my Describe what you've got there. Well, it, this is this is a um, Metal Mickey annual. Now, it, early 80s. Now, if you think about it, 80s, I reckon the reason the 80s technology is so marvellous is we went from landline to mobile phone. We went from, you know, record players to mobile CDs. We went from Metal Mickey to Robocop, right? This was the future, wasn't it? You talk about AI earlier. This is this is what we thought we were going to have. You know, Metal Mickey. Metal Mickey. Yeah. Did he have his own TV show? He did yes. have his own TV show, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. And he was bloody enormous. I mean, how he got around that little house, I've got no idea. I don't think he did. I think he was always in the kitchen. Did we ever see him going upstairs? I'd, probably. Like the Daleks, probably couldn't, probably couldn't go up the stairs, could he? Maybe they had one upstairs as well. Maybe there was a metal mini. I don't know what the what it was, but yeah, that was the, the idea of the future was just a robot in everyone's terraced house. We will be getting on to future predictions very shortly as well. It's time to do this week's mystery sound, though. Oh, go on, then. So here comes this week's mystery sound. Uh, if you want to take a guess at this, you can let us know what you think it is on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, yep. email. Write to us. Go to bringbackthe80spodcast.com. Yeah. That's where it's all collected in one little thing. If you know what this is. Now, you may instantly know what this is, James. You Maybe. instantly know. Maybe. Here we go. Yes. Is that it? That is it. That's all you get. What? That is all you get. Oh, I, I, uh, can we have another go of it? Here we go. <laughs> wow. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was the era of arcades. Every high street had an arcade. So we've got to guess specifically what that is. You got to tell me, yeah. And somebody, trust me, yeah. I put money on this. Somebody will know, wow. from exactly what year, oh. and exactly what system that oh, was. God, Garen, guarantee. See, I was an addict. Were you an addict of arcades? I used to go in. I used to go in, and one. yeah, they had one in the in the chip shop. Right, it was obviously oh, a double bonus because you would go in get your chips. Yes, yeah. and then while you're waiting for your chips, no, it was just mental. I just loved them. The atmosphere in those places, and you get your ten p. You'd find the ten p. Then you'd walk up the street and find your arcades. And if you, you know, you have these, we've got a Donkey Kong here, little handheld game and match. We've got the Mario ones. You know, all the games that transferred from those arcades in the early mid 80s to the, sorry, we like Lilt, Lilt, is, that, we? Lilt is really recurring on me. Totally tropical belch. That's what it's going to be. It's a totally tropical place. But they all moved over from arcades in our high streets to in our hands. It was just mad. The late 80s, you know, when you had all of these magical games um, just arriving, you know, for Christmas or whatever. It's just brilliant. But that's probably, to be honest, why, you know, it would, why the arcades died. Because we all had them um, in our had, bedrooms we, already. We recreated that yeah. arcade in our own home. Maybe it was the first ever impact on the high street, Andy, of technology. Hey, I think we've come across something there. Everyone says the high street's dying because we're all going online. That was the first that was shop to the shut. Very stunned. Yeah, sorry, sorry, High Street. We ruined the eighty. We ruined the High Street. It was the eighties that did it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a little clip yeah? of a TV show. Okay. We're talking about predicting the future. If you uh, see if you recognise this, James. So now our weekly look at some of the latest inventions which may help to shape our future. <laughs> 
Do you notice as well how the continuity people at the time were oh so posh? Yeah. All the time. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now for all the time, more to be in vision as well, didn't you? Because now you never see, you never see the people. But then mm. they used to have to sit there between the programs in case the tape broke or something. Oh, okay. And they would read you bits out of the Radio Times when it yeah. went wrong, and they say, "Ah, we've got technical problems here." But let me tell you about uh, programs that are coming next week. Oh, really? It would literally <laughs> be going through the Radio Times, yeah. filling for time because the tapes and everything were put on live. And if the tape broke, yeah, and they would have so to fill to for time, wouldn't they? Yeah, I know what that's like. Um, no, I often. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually, when I was clearing out this tat, sorry, g- gorgeous 80s stuff, my wife calls it tat. Antique. Uh, anti- g- yes, gems from uh, the gorgeous decade that is the 80s. Um, I did find that I've got a Radio Times from Christmas 1986. So that's for our Christmas show. It had the EastEnders cast on the front of it. So we're going to have to bring that along and read through that in <laughs> that Christmas episode because it was epic. That so was it. half the fun oh. of planning for Christmas, though, wasn't it? When the TV Times and the Radio Times came out, mm. you would spend hours... Going through it page by page, circling yeah. the you know, a line against it or circle. You want to do yeah. that, and you'd have to you know set up the video recorder if you were rich enough to have one of yeah. those to yeah. to get it to record in case you missed it or in case there was two things on you wanted to yeah. watch it once. But you could spend weeks going through the radio times and the TV times. Thinking, well, obviously it's got to be Morecambe and Wise Christmas special. Yeah. Without so he's got to be only fools and horses. There'll be one of the Supermans on. Got to be a hundred percent. And uh, Home Alone as well. Now Home Alone no. probably just been in the just in the cinema at the time. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, and I remember my mum got a top loading um, VHS player, and I went round my one of my rich mates' houses once. And he had a front loading one. I was like, wow, this guy's got money. What's going on here? Front loader. Where did your dad work? IBM. Maybe he nicked it. That's where he it. He sold all the paper on the side. That's where I got his. So that, that was something to uh, to to use in the eighties. Was the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> using the um, so you know you had the the video recorders, but that was the technology of the time. Yeah. Do you remember when there was a new technology came out? There's another clip from Tomorrow's World where they were describing a newfangled thing. I say newfangled. That makes me sound a bloody million years old. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. Like I always say every week, I'm just a little tiny bit older than you. I just a little tiny bit. Yeah. But this, see if you can see if you can work out what they're describing here. This was demonstrated on Tomorrow's World. Uh, underneath the plastic is the digital code: six billion microscopic pits and spaces that represent the music, and they're arranged in a continuous track, just like the groove on an ordinary record. In reality, the track on this disc is two and a half miles long. The surface is covered by a layer of transparent plastic, so you don't have to worry about grubby fingers or even scratches. That's bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when they demonstrated the CD on the TV and they promised they were going to last forever. Indestructible. They promised that you'd be able to drive over them. You could sit on them with a chair, put them under the chair leg, yeah. Still play perfectly. Yeah. Now we know you couldn't even walk along no. listening to them. No. Bloody you, Maggie Philbin smeared jam on hers. Yeah. She was on drugs, I reckon. Um, it's a guess, allegedly. But she puts jam on a CD. Maybe she was skint. But, um, she was listening to a CD just, just to cover Maggie Philbin. Yeah. Maybe to just cover our legal ass. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Maggie Philbin wasn't on drugs. Perhaps she was listening to a CD while she was making 
to- jam or toast in yeah. the morning. Yeah. That's probably more likely. I James. think that's probably the reason um, that she did it. Um, live on air in front of six million people. Um, smeared jam on it. Then she wiped the CD off, put it in the CD player and pressed play and it played beautifully. Play. And it's nonsense because as we've just, t- just discussed, you couldn't even get a brand new CD to play properly. Um, the selling point of that on that episode was that the CD could hold more than 12 songs. I thought, well, you, you've, you've reined me in. Nine-year-old me couldn't bloody believe that. So um, the thing is, I'm sipping lilt. Sorry, it's you're going to be burping again, <laughs> burping again. Things I got rid of all my CDs, and I know that with the job that I do, I got rid of all my records. I got rid of my CDs because yeah. you don't need no. physically. I mean, obviously, in your case, you do. You need do. I need things. it. Yeah, and your wife, like, as we know, James is Loves delighted. She can't do. She can't bloody believe it. I'm such a catch. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but you don't need it. You don't need. You literally don't need. That's what she said. Have you been talking? <laughs> She can't believe that not only, not only have I got all this stuff that comes with the band that is James, but since she's met me, she's got about 60% extra free of me as well. I put on so much weight. So she is loving the extra James and this shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got to show you that. Look at this. Get this right off the off the shelving here. Sorry, I'm going to from the mic then. This, when I was a kid, always seemed to be amazing. Because that's what it is. Well, Describe it. It's, it's, I'll do the noise. That I mean that should be enough. We should, that we should, should be have that as a secret sound, shouldn't we? Right. Delete this episode. <laughs> we'll start it again. We cut all these cameras. Um, no, listen. <laughs> if you're just listening to this, then firstly, congratulations. Uh, if, if you're watching it, it's giving it away. This is magic because it's a card machine thing, and you used to have to write your checkbook details on the back of the slip because they just took your bloody word for it that the card that they were just doing this with the carbon copies and they give you the bit and everything else you've got enough money and if not they write your checkbook details on the back so that they could then appeal to the bank to say hey hey, you bought this and we need proper money from you and then they'd write to you and say we've drawn out there anyway i'm going into detail because i've experienced this horribly um but it's um just you can you imagine that these days just hoping that you had enough money and it's giving like, you the goods it's like writing a check for somebody say i'll give you it i'll give you a check here it is there is uh, I owe you fifty pounds. Yes. There is. You've got no way of following me. No, and I'm gone. It's, and it's, it's back, but back. People don't take checks now because they know that you're most likely gonna do a runner. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh well, I am. But um, with these, that noise when that went like that, that was as good as. It was just magic. You're like, right, this jumper's mine, or this record's mine. See you later. Um, and this was the start of it. I don't think they did credit cards and debit cards much before the eighties, maybe uh, the seventies no. in America or Big Smoke. But this, that was just a, a magic, I'm going to put that back up there. Uh, when I found that, I thought, oh my God, that is just, that epitomises the 80s. As me as a, getting my first bank card, maybe end of the 80s, early 90s, that, that noise meant wonder. I mean, I just bought something I shouldn't have. I, because I'm just that little teeny tiny bit older than you. A little bit. I was from my first marriage then, and at the time my wife used to work in a record shop. She managed to manage the record shop in the, uh, in the King's Road in London. Cool. And the... Um, only way that you could detect fraud was they would be sent, or maybe even faxed every morning, faxed a list of stolen credit cards. So in theory, what they were supposed to do was when they took the credit card, they were supposed to compare it right. to fax that they'd been sent. And then if there was an issue, yeah. they then had to keep the customer waiting, then they had to phone the credit card people and say, I've got this thing here. And the credit card people say, yes, that has been stolen. Shall we call the police? And then the credit card people would call the police all the time while the person in the shop is keeping this customer wow. waiting until the police could come 
and arrest them. That was their fraud detection. And Needless to say, obviously, it was such a ball ache to do that. Yeah. It never, ever happened. Wow. But that's how you met your wife. That's how I... <laughs> 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 don't get up. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, there, was so much, there was so much trust in those days. Yeah. You, know, you, would just, you could probably nick anything. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we did nick a lot of stuff, didn't we? Pick a mix from Woolies. You, do you remember the big CCTVs in Woolies? They were like big circles with black, weird things sticking out. Aliens. Yeah, and and, and they would be moving like, like, like that, that eye that came out of the wall in Star Wars and, and turning and you'd wait for it to turn and hope that it wasn't watching when you took a two-pence sweet. Um, or some people nick cassettes, not me. And um, but yeah, that was the CCTV. That was it. Everybody went on the Robin Woolies. Um, wonder why it went bust. But um, no, I mean they lost thousands of pounds of the suite today. Surely from little toddlers. They must have built. Form. They must have built it into their well, their price. I beg to differ. <laughs> they went <laughs> pop about ten years ago, or maybe longer. Maybe longer. Anyway, good old Woolies. Uh, let's go to a film clip. Okay. Uh, as we're on the subject of uh, technology yeah. and future things, yeah. just a little tiny one here. Marty leads an ordinary life. The oldest fly ever amounted to anything in the history of the Old Valley. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me you built a tie in my chain? How about the warrior? You've actually got oh. the magic lace up boots. The, the boots are there. And next to it is a pullback, Back to the Future, right? And the slogan. Can you reach it? Jay, if you're listening to this, James is contorting. Getting back was only the beginning. I mean, if that's not an 80s film slogan, I don't know what is. But yes, the, we wanted hoverboards, didn't we? We wanted not the stupid ones with the wheels where the kids go, I've got a hoverboard daddy from four years ago, whatever it was. That's not a hoverboard, it's on wheels. You the best it. thing about those was where they would spontaneously burst into flames, well, wouldn't they? I was going to say it was the best thing, Andy. Um, <laughs> father of seven, Andy. <laughs> best thing was this kid's toy burst into flames. Well, so we're on it. No, but <laughs> hoverboard, that hoverboard, I mean, that episode in Back to the Future 2, uh, episode, that Back to the Future 2 was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? Because everything we saw then was just, like the TV uh, TV phones and the, the hoverboards and the um, the different sort of speaking gadgets and devices. And the, the they had the advert with the, was it where the shark came out of the, had the, the billboard. Wasn't that part of Bill, um, Back to the Future 2? They've now got those. They've now got those sort of 3D adverts where they come out at you. I don't know. It's 20 years later. I don't understand how those work. No, I don't. We're not meant to. Not for us. (laughs) Just looking at some of the other predictions they did in there as well. It was video glasses. Do you remember when um, they said everybody's going to be wearing video glasses okay talk to people oh and watch it yeah you've got all the um virtual reality stuff now so. yeah so a lot of these predictions did actually come true yeah maybe maybe i mean just not the hoverboard and i'm very bitter about it it did <laughs> burst into flames <laughs> then. maybe that's why it's never happened it's because they all burst into flame maybe that's why maybe that's why and, and well nobody's around to tell the story of course back to the future so there's an, isn't there another one out now yeah there, they said there's going to be one out, but there isn't. They always promise Back to the Future 4, 5, whatever they're going to be. They're never going to do it, are they? Who's going to replace Doc and Marty McFly? I think, do you know what? I think there is one. You think Somebody is. watching or listening to this is no. going to say, well, you were talking about Andy, or what are you talking about, Jake? There's no Back <laughs> to the Future 4. They're never going to do it. Well, I wish they would, but they won't. You know, it's just one of those things that you can't relive it. You could do it maybe with a cameo appearance, like they do with Ghostbusters and Dan Ackwood, oh, yeah, that light yeah. turn up. That would be quite nice in the background, but it would never be the same would it would it no 
it has to be. I mean, when they do the when they do the remakes, it's never ever. never quite the same, is it? Unless you have cameos, and then we all go there for a bit of nostalgia, of course. Yeah, it's like we're here today, Andy. Let me just remind you of our mystery sound for this week. The oh, yeah. secret sound Not goes really. like this. You can actually sing the words in your head as that. Goes. Oh, crikey! You've given it away now. Have I said too much? Oh, usual. Well yeah. done if you've managed to stay listening this long to this podcast, <laughs> by the way. Well, it's a long one. Technology it's is a, a massive thing. thing. We've had a lot of fun on this one as yeah. well. Uh, listen, if you want to take part and you want to tell us what this particular sound is, the easiest way to do that is to go to bringbackthe80spodcast.com. If you're feeling particularly excited about this, leave us a voice note on there. Yeah. Otherwise, just leave us a comment in the video or on uh, YouTube yeah. or whatever. Well, you know, we'll harvest all the comments yeah. and we'll pick a winner for next week to win, James. Uh, you can have a Bring Back the 80s t-shirt or two tickets to my Bring Back the 80s tour show, which is this autumn winter. I should say, Andy, that some people are really um, not making the most of this if they're just listening to this, because they might be driving somewhere, doing hands-free digitally and just listening. And that's lovely because we both sound very sexy. But there is a lot of stuff visually, particularly in this episode, that I that I've display here. So even if you just have a quick glance at it after you've listened to this on YouTube and have a little scour about on the shelving, it'll help bring back lots of memories because we are surrounded as if we're at a brick and brack brick and brack stocking like you bought the car boot sale with you, James. I know. I'm gonna go straight down to the car boot after this and put it on a a, a trestle table, pasting table, and sell it all off for forty pence. I'd be like if I get that. Yeah, for forty P I'll say, will you take two P for this? Yeah, and I'll go, yeah. Because I want to save my marriage. Thanks very much. <laughs> that is it for edition number three of the Ring Back the Ages podcast. Third episode already. Great. I know. Next uh, next time on the show in two weeks, we're going to be doing eighties crushes. Ooh. Who did you have on your bedroom wall? Who didn't I have? Who was up there? Yeah. Look. Who did you fall asleep dreaming of? With blue tack all over your wallpaper. If you would like to uh, be around for that, that'll be in uh, two weeks' time. But for now, we say thank you for listening to uh, edition three of the Bring Back the 80s podcast. Uh, Until next time, we will say, I'll see you next Tuesday. He will. Thanks for listening to this week's edition. We'd love it if you could subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And don't forget, there's a video version on YouTube too. You can contact us using the links in the show notes and on the YouTube channel. And we'll see you next time for another edition of Bring Back the 80s.